This is the Hospitality Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hospitality is a people industry. You don't want to take away that human element. You hire the kind of employee that's going to act like an owner, that's going to have that initiative. Welcome into the podcast, everyone. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me for this conversation is going to be Adam Harris. He's the CEO of CloudBeds. Adam, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So I, I think you know, the best place to start off for this conversation as we talk about cloud beds and what you're doing in the space of hospitality, especially with independent hotels and, um, and vacation rentals and that sort of thing, is just to start off with where the idea came from and when you first realized that there was really a big technology problem in the world of ho- hotels and hospitality. Absolutely. A couple, couple stories sort of triggered this. One was you know, Rich and I are both travelers. Uh, Rich is my co-founder. And, you know, for, for us, much of our lives has been around, revolved around travel experiences and delivering great guest experiences from a selfish perspective has been a hit or miss at times. I've stayed in incredible big box brand hotels, as I'm sure many, many of your listeners have done. And, and sometimes those are great experiences and sometimes they're not. And the same thing goes for small independents. Um, I've stayed in incredible properties and eco reserves uh, high up in the Costa Rican rainforests and in, in, in the, re, the reaction and the results of what they deliver have been pretty spectacular. And so with those travel experiences, you know, what Rich and I realized early on is the technology that makes them um, who they are, uh, allows them to operate, uh, manage guests, the way they sell rooms online doesn't necessarily mirror what was being used by some of the big brands around the world. Um, the Hyatt's, the Marriott's, the IHG's, the Accor's. And so what we saw was through our own experiences, many times when we went to book a reservation at one of these properties, they didn't have a link on their website. They had to, you had to call them, you had to email them, you had to use technology uh, that, that, that has been replaced in this industry uh, many, many years back. And so at the time of this sort of origination, open table was becoming really prevalent online. Uh, you want to make a reservation, you go online to open table and you could sort of select the dates, the restaurant, you know, hit reserve and, you know, presto, you had a reservation at your favorite restaurant. And what we were finding was we didn't see that happening in the small independent world uh, of travel. And it confused us. And so Rich had just been in Brazil. He had just been backpacking with his fiance, now wife. And he went to make a reservation at a property or multiple properties in, in northern Brazil along the coast, uh, a town called Bujos. In the same experience, he couldn't find anyone to pick up the phone, respond to an email, until finally he made, made contact with the hotel owner. And at that time, the hotel owner said, yes, I have availability. Here's the price. But to confirm that reservation, you actually have to go to a Brazilian bank, walk in, and deposit money into my bank account. And then I'll send you a confirmation email via, via email afterwards. Crazy, right? Crazy. This is 2012. And, and so what sparked was the thought process around, man, is this a problem just in Brazil or is this a problem all over the world? And so what was nice is our, our, our beginning was Brazil. We had two catalysts. One, 
the FIFA World Cup, lots and lots of soccer fans all over the world or football fans all over the world were going to Brazil for the very first time. They had a supply and demand issue. So normally about 2 million people visit um, Brazil every year. Uh, well, in for six weeks, 6 million people were going to be attending this event. That was an issue, right? And so the second one was Rio Games. The Olympics were coming to town uh, two years later. And so Brazil was, had all the supply, all these small independents all, uh, all, all over the country. And, and at the end of the day, much of it was invisible to consumers. And so we wanted to solve that. Uh, and then along the way, we realized this was an international problem. Absolutely. And I, I, what I love about what you're doing is that it was shaped by your love of travel. And I think wanting to be able to share those experiences with other people, the things that you and Rich were able to experience with traveling and going to places, you wanted to be able to uh, maybe share a little bit more of that with folks and help I guess, ease that process because uh, you're right. It, you can't go and deposit money into a bank in Brazil to be able to, you know, to reserve a room. That's just not possible. So uh, what you're doing is allowing people to then uh, go and have those types of experiences. 100%. I, I've been to 52 countries in this world, which is uh, pretty awesome. I, it's that is been, awesome. It, it's, been in my, it's been in my DNA. Uh, same thing for Rich. Rich lived abroad twice. He lived in Japan. He lived in Brazil. So for us, being in, in, in sort of uncomfortable or new, new environments is, is pretty uh, natural for us. And so one of the things that we recognized was there's going to be a billion new travelers for the very first time. Um, visiting a foreign country uh, over the next 10 years. And that population is a part of the millennial generation that for, for the very first time is switching their core interest of where they spend money away from durable goods. So they're not interested in radios or laptops or iPads or motorcycles or cars. They're all about experiences. And so that $350 billion of this first-time traveler is going to go into experiences. And so all these independents, the ecotourism, you know, hostel or hotel or the, the campground or the glamping hub or whatever you want to call it, right? All of that is going to see this wave of, of, of new spend from a consumer that is all about experiences. And so we want to make this world a little bit more welcome, and travel does that. It, it, it's all about welcoming a new experience and a new guest and, and, and a new friendly face and a new cultural interaction. And so if our tech can connect some of those dots, we win. And part of what we think about every single day is that guest. We have this whole sort of philosophy internally at CloudBeds, which talks about the guest journey. And there's five steps of that guest journey. And, and much of what we do when we build tech and how we position ourselves long-term is about that guest journey. And so the first phase is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. You're dreaming about going somewhere, right? You're thinking about, you're reading social media, you're looking at TripAdvisor, you're looking at Booking.com, wherever. And you're, you're visualizing what interests, the things that you would want to do, where you might want to visit, and you're getting ideas. The second component of that is once you sort of settled on that idea, you're looking to search and you're looking to book. It's that transaction. I'm spending money uh, in, in, in preparation for attending my stay. And so I book, and then I'm starting to plan. I got my flights. I got my hotels. I'm planning all my activities. I'm organizing my, my clothes, my travel bags, whatever. 
I'm getting my shots if you're going somewhere really exotic, but there that that planning phase of it. And then lastly, you stay. You're there. You're you're arrived. You're 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 going to the beach. You're climbing a mountain. You're skiing. You're snowboarding. Whatever. And 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 so once that stay occurs, well. We, as an industry, want feedback. We want to collect how did we do as an industry. Um, and we also want you to share that. We want you to take lots of pictures and videos and post it to Instagram, write a review on TripAdvisor. And so all of those guest steps, that guest journey is critical to the success of the travel industry. And so if CloudBeds can connect the dots or build tech that goes along that journey, we won. We won because we're helping bring closer the consumer to the facilitator of that travel experience. And for hotels, feedback is absolutely critical. That interaction, so, so that I know if a guest has a food allergy or is allergic to a feather pillow, anything we can do in advance to help curate a better first impression, a better second impression, and so on, so that that, that, that visceral reaction to the entire stay is, is, a, is a phenomenal one the more likely the next person they talk to is going to want to recreate that. And if we can do that, more people in this world will travel, and I think the world will be a little bit more friendly. Yeah, I, you're, you're 100% speaking my language. I'm right smack in the middle of that millennial generation that you're talking about. And uh, yeah, that that 100% describes me, and, and you're absolutely right. And uh, part of me wonders just if... Um, if this demand for uh, for a product like what CloudBeds is doing um, is kind of pushed by that millennial generation who does want to get out and get those experiences. And more than anything, they don't want to stay in a place that looks like every other hotel they've ever stayed in. They want to stay somewhere like what you mentioned, like in, you know, hostels, you know, uh, tents, in, in cool places that really communicate the culture of that place a little bit better than maybe a big box hotel would. And so you have these independent hotels, these fun uh, places that you can go and stay that were in need of something that could help catch them up when it came to technology. And that's something that you've really been able to provide. Um, and, and you've helped them be able to, I guess, communicate the culture of where people are going a little bit better. I 100% agree. The the fastest growing supply are new builds or new types of properties are in this alternative or independent segment of the market, right? So we we tier them five tiers, tier one, tier two, three, tier three are typically flagged or branded. They fall under some bigger organization. Uh, tier four, tier five are typically independents, five being more alternative, uh, for being a little bit more established, right? And so when we think about that, all of that new build, all of that creativity is pouring into four and five. Um, and that's really exciting for us because that's where we live and breathe. Uh, we have a great brand that we're, that we're partnered with is Collective Retreats. I don't know if you checked out their website, but it's, it's, these, it's glamping. Um, it's this very high-end campgrounds that are being placed in the Yellowstone, Yosemite, um, uh, Governor's Island, you know, across from Manhattan, all these incredible locations where you get this sort of really experiential driven type of experience, yet at the same time, you're still, you know, have the modern luxuries of what you would expect from a lodging experience. And, and so that's one example. There's hundreds of, of different types of accommodations that we're seeing pop up 
led by some of the user generate you know user sharing economy right airbnb's helped with this airbnb's given the opportunity for anyone to open up their homes i mean some of the most incredible designed places i've ever stayed is by some individual uh we do apartments constantly and as as a company when we when we travel and so it's fun to see that creativity and and, and be welcomed into someone else's home you get that you know that familiar feeling uh when you stay there instead of walking into to the same, you know, 10 by 20 room that that has a, a TV on the wall. It's got a small desk with a power outlet on it, <laughs> a lamp right. and, and a bed. Right. And so when you get to see artwork from all over the world and, 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 and share in some of their experiences. But what I really love about that is less about the actual feeling of the room, because let's be honest, we sleep there. We don't spend a lot of time there necessarily. It's the recommendations that you get from the local. That's what I fall in love with because they're the ones who are not only opening up their home, but they're opening up their, their city to you. And many of them have their favorite dining places, have their favorite museums, favorite activities, and they might even provide services to help get connected with some of those activities. Uh, and, and so that, that's where I think we're headed, right? It, it's, you want that more local feeling. You want that experiences. And, and I hope travel continues to provide more curation around that. You know, back in the day when, when my, my family, my parents would plan a trip for us, they'd go to a travel agent. The travel agent would make recommendations, say, what, what types of things would you like to do? And we'd say, well, yeah, we'd like to go fishing or rafting or, or, or hiking or whatever. And they'd sort of curate this itinerary for us. And we'd go and take that trip, right? And then at night when we'd plan for dinners, we'd typically look at like AAA guide or you ask the concierge at the front desk and they'd make recommendations. Well, tech is solving a lot of that. And we're kind of coming full circle. And so instead of it being a specific travel agent that's doing that itinerary, well, tech and social media and a bunch of other uh, uh, forces are sort of bringing it all together in, in a very collaborative way. And, and that's pretty exciting for me. Absolutely. And uh, I, I love what you said just about travel making you a better person. I think that that's 100% right. Just every time you get out of your comfort zone and get out of the bubble that we live in at times here in the United States, it can be uh, really helpful just to broaden that worldview. And uh, I've got Collective Retreats uh, bookmarked now because that, uh, that looks really <laughs> awesome. But uh, so was it important for you as you built Cloudbeds uh, to build a solution that worked across uh, different types of properties, not just hotels, but also vacation rentals and also, you know, bed and breakfasts and that sort of thing, not just be something that, that works for one type of, uh, you know, type of property, but works across a lot of different properties so that um, you were helping as many people as possible? Yes. Being agnostic to properties was critical. We saw that this ever-changing landscape of new supply, existing supply, uh, supply that's in transit, right, was everything from a hotel to a boatel to a motel to you name it and everything in between. And so we had to be flexible. We had to be building this so that it was future-proof. Um, we want to be a category leader. You know, a lot of our analogs, uh, publicly traded analogs, uh, companies that we aspire to become are things like Shopify, right? Shopify became the single solution for anything e-commerce, whether you're, you're selling at a storefront or you're selling online. Shopify is providing small, medium-sized business owners a solution so that their entire business is run by in a convenient and a powerful way. 
Um, we look at Salesforce. We use Salesforce every single day in our sales organization. It's become this sort of hub and solution for how we run our organization uh, when it comes to our sales activities. Uh, when we look at it from a development perspective, we use Atlassian, right? And, and so they've built these category le le leading solutions, not just a feature or product, a solution. It's a suite of tools that makes our business more powerful and more effective. And so when we think about cloud beds, we wanted to be that all-in-one solution, that category leader that provided a property. Uh, and the best way I describe it is like sliding a box across the table and say, here's your hotel in a box, right? We can manage your hotel or your hostel or your campground or whatever. And we just slide that solution across the desk and they can feel comfort, comfortable in the fact that we provide the needs that they need, that they need every day. But then we're thinking forward through the collective feedback of all of our different properties, all shapes and sizes all over the world um, that we're collecting to make the solution better for them in aggregate. And, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a really complicated uh, goal, but it's something that we, we've been managed and, and we're taking little bite-sized uh, approaches to. And, and so far, it's been really successful for us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wonder just do the independent and maybe smaller hotels or um, you know, other, other properties like that, are they able to be a little bit more nimble in the marketplace so they can make adjustments and make changes and implement technology quicker, which then kind of allows them to be more like a speedboat than the Titanic, I suppose, and really change course. And uh, is that, are they using that to their advantage in this case, just being able to, to be so maneuverable in the marketplace? 100%. Um, I, was, I, I was recently sent a survey that talked about uh, brand um, vendor, uh, approved vendor lists. You know, these independents don't have a vendor list. They don't have to go through some approval process to get some new tech uh, certified by, you know, Hyatt or Marriott or Redline or whoever's, you know, tech team. They choose. They choose based on the needs and based on the flexibility of what they're trying to do as a brand. If they want to curate um, guest feedback up front and they want to survey a guest as soon as they check in, how did we do? And they don't want to go through, you know, a bunch of different hoops and, and climb ladders and then swim across an ocean. They can just pick that solution and move forward. And, and part of what we're doing with our marketplace is curating, um, weaving together a bunch of technology technology that makes sense for the brand. And I think that's the message that we, we as an industry are trying to push towards. But to do that, we have to break down some of the old behavior. Uh, and, and so innovative companies like CloudBuzz are definitely leading and they're at the helm and they're in the pole position of, of some of that creativity. But at the end of the day, there's still trial and error. Uh, a lot of the big brands are, like you said, the Titanic. Hopefully they're not dying, right? But they're, they're a battleship, right? They're, they're slowly turning um, and their maneuverability is definitely not the same pace as one of the, uh, the, the little guys. Absolutely. Well, I, I hope that um, things continue to go well for Cloudbeds because I 100% I agree just that the, the more that people are able to travel, see the world and get out, uh, like you were saying, I think it makes the world a better place. And I think that um, it certainly improves our worldview for sure. So, Adam, it's been a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you today about what Cloudbeds is doing. And I, I hope to get to do it again soon. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. You know, and, and, and it's funny, one of, the, one of the best travelers in the world probably said it best. Anthony Bourdain. He said, travel isn't always pretty. It isn't always comfortable, but that's okay because the journey changes you. It allows you to leave a memory 
It allows you to affect your conscious, your heart. Um, more importantly, it allows you to leave something behind. And for us, Cloudbeds is not about what we're building today. It's about what we build tomorrow and then the year after that and so on. And really, we hope that we as an industry can leave a little bit of legacy behind us and follow in his spirit. But this has been awesome. Thanks so much. We really appreciate you in including us. Absolutely. Well, if you're going to wrap up a podcast by quoting uh, one of my idols, then I, I think that that's an appropriate place to, uh, to leave it. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it.